We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my beautiful friend, you sweet soul, and my lovely listener. I'm so happy to be spending some heart time with you. Just know that I'm holding you in my heart and sending you gratitude and appreciation. I love doing this show and having these conversations with my experts, but it wouldn't be as much fun without you. So thank you for letting me be part of your day. So here's something I'd like to ask you. What are your thoughts about aging? How do you feel about getting older? Most people don't perceive this as a really positive thing. I, however, have personally decided to make good friends with it. And as long as I feel good and I look good, I'm no longer too concerned about the number. So when some of my friends or students or clients come to me and complain about something not great going on with their body or their health, and then they say something like, well, it's just a part of getting older. I always say, that's not my reality. That's not my story. I personally believe we have great power and we simply need to learn how to tap into this power. That's why I so enjoy having conscious conversations with my experts here on Empower Radio so I can learn how to be as happy, healthy, whole, and empowered as I can be and also share this opportunity and wisdom with you. My wonderful guest today says our health has a story and we are the storyteller. So what is the story you'd like to claim for yourself about your body, your health, your aging process, and your life? We're going to get to go deeper into this as we spend some very quality time with Dr. Carl Greer. And we're going to talk about his new book, Change the Story of Your Health, Using Shamanic and Jungian Techniques for Healing. This is his follow-up book to his very successful Change Your Story, Change Your Life. In his new book, Dr. Greer says, by identifying our health story, Through the use of journaling and expanded awareness practices, we can come into harmony, balance, make better friends with our health, and maintain vibrant well-being as we get older. Dr. Greer was a very successful entrepreneur, is now a clinical psychologist, Jungian analyst, shamanic practitioner, and the master of transformation. Dr. Greer has written Change the Story of Your Health as a practical tool for reframing our experiences so that we can manifest greater well-being if we're willing to identify our health story and take responsibility for rewriting it. Dr. Greer teaches students, clients, and readers of his book how to use shamanic and union techniques to gain insights and energies for changing their less-than-happy health story. No matter what the health concerns might be, Dr. Greer is here to assist us in claiming, rewriting, and healing our health story so that we can end up with a balanced, and harmonious and fulfilling happily ever after. So Dr. Greer, thank you for saying yes to another show with me here on Journey to Center. Nice to be here, Tammy. So aging, this is a fun topic, isn't it? One we all have to uh, consider. <laughs> we, we should, we probably should think about it because it, it's gonna happen and in some ways it's a privilege. You know, to be able to get older. I was just talking um, to Remy before we started our show, and and both of us have been experiencing a lot of 
people transitioning in our lives. And um, it makes me really want to be present and enjoy this human journey because it's going to come to an end. So getting older isn't necessarily a terrible thing. It can be a privilege. Well, it's a privilege uh, because each day when you think about it the way you just said is a, uh, is a gift. Mm. And uh, it's really a question of what do we make of that gift and how do we think about it and live it and then to the next day in terms of yes. how we spend our time, our thoughts, our feelings, do we allow ourselves to become more morose, uh, get down, uh, withdraw within ourselves, or are we even perhaps more available to those we care about and to the things that we love in our life? And uh, there are choices, conscious and unconscious, that each of us make moment to moment about those things. Mm, that's so true. And I really think, you know, in my experience, there's a couple ways we can live our lives. And it seems like a lot of people are running away from themselves and distracting themselves and really focusing on the out there. And I don't think there's really any true fulfillment from that posture. And the other way of being, which your books help us do, is turning inward and coming back to ourselves. And I think all of our true fulfillment and health and joy comes from being aligned with our soul self, with our heart. And that turning inward process can um, maybe be a little scary at first, but I think once we do it and we start to see how it transforms ourselves, our health, and our lives, gosh, there's no other way I'd want to live. No, and, and then if we can all be wise enough uh, to find ways to uh, do that in our, uh, uh, as we age, uh, that, that's a blessing to ourselves. I mean, for example, you know, one can uh, just go out uh, under a big pine tree, evergreen, and sit and just uh, ponder the way in which uh, nature changes. We all go through cycles and transformation. Mm -hmm. There's always a spring after a winter and then a summer and then a fall and how our own lives have those seasons. And if we can become more in tune with the rhythms of the world around us, it somehow makes it easier to be in tune with all those changes going on within us. It's funny, I was reading a book recently and they were doing these studies as to why people um, become less ambitious as they get older. And I was like, because it's fall. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you yeah. know, they don't think it's a big mystery. You know, we have seasons within ourselves and it is kind of a more inward oriented process. And, and it seems pretty obvious, but I think there's something really beautiful about that. I, I like fall. I love autumn. And uh, fall is a time of fallowness or uh, almost a hibernation time is always a, a moment when you wake up again and uh, that what you want to do in the world after a uh, hibernation period may be different than the last time you uh, resurrected or uh, reawakened and that's the beauty uh, of, uh, of life and aging too because that which captured your soul when you're 50 may be different than when you're 60 or 70 or 80. But to be aware of that and just live fully in the new chapter that you and Spirit have uh, co-created, mm. I think is a great, uh, great gift. 
Yeah, and, and what you're saying, I mean, it really brings forward something that I've been tapping into a lot in my meditations is just relax, enjoy the journey, trust the process. And uh, I don't have to be in control of this. Just trust that I'm loved and enjoy the journey more. And it used to be I would think, oh, I have to be patient. But I've, I've transformed that. And it's just relax. And that feels so much better. Yeah, and then we're left with uh, what do we do? I mean, how active are we and how much do we just be? And if mm-hmm. those who want to be active, so things that I know people have found uh, kind of interesting would be to think, uh, for example, about who you would like to have at your deathbed. And if they were there, what would you say to them? Mm-hmm. And what would you want to say in terms of uh, comfort or maybe uh, things that you've never said that are painful to you that you want to share with them? And if in your mind you've gone through this, you might ask yourself, well, why don't I do that now while I'm alive? Would it serve me and the people in my life? So you can start to be more agentic, you know, take more charge of uh, your remaining life as you're aging to have it unfold the way you would like it to. Another exercise that people have done that they found some value to is uh, if you were going to write the eulogy that you would like to have, what do you have to do between now and the time you die to have that be so? Yeah, to step so into that version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Kind of, uh, you know, engage uh, our mortality and our aging uh, to give ourselves insights that perhaps we didn't have as to how we want to live in the remaining time that we have. Mm, that's a really beautiful practice. I'm thinking about that now. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to do that later. Yeah. That's so awesome. That's a really... Um, powerful, simple practice that anybody could do. Hmm. Well, if you also believe that I do, and I think you do as well, that we are comprised of uh, many parts, many mm-hmm. of which we're unconscious of, like many people live within us. And yes. uh, if you believe that we have, uh, you in an earlier segment we talked about, we all have an inner shaman, uh, say an inner healer, or an inner wise person. Uh, and all these parts have information and uh, energy force that we can communicate with. You can really have a conversation with your inner wise person about your aging and ask, you know, what do I need to know right now at this time in my life about the aging process which I'm engaging with as, as we speak? And let this wise person just give you some uh, things to think about. And then based on what they say, you can ask more questions. And it's amazing how much information we have within us if we learn how to communicate with ourselves. That's so true. And it is such a powerful practice and something I've done a lot. Like you can sit down and and either do it longhand in a journal, as you suggest. I've done it in front of my computer and just type out the question that I want the answers to and then allow the part of myself that knows. Um have this conversation with me. And it can, it can go back and forth. You know, you can keep going deeper. It's just a matter of, um, and at first it might seem silly, but if you try it, you might be surprised how much um, wonderful wisdom bubbles up. Yeah, and uh, most people who do it for the first time feel very self-conscious and they tell themselves, well, I'm just making all this up. Well, the more you do it, all of a sudden you see, boy, this, where did this come from? Why, why, how did that happen? 
Mm-hmm. And in addition to the process of doing it uh, by writing, which certainly can work, I find it uh, useful sometimes, Tammy, to have a person get a stone and blow into that stone the energy of the thing they want to communicate with. For example, that wise part of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Blow that energy in and put the stone across from them. And then you and your Tammyness or me and my Cronus would ask that wise part of me a question. Well, what can you tell me? about the aging process, which I'm fearful about or know that I'm in right now. And then you go over, pick up the stone, take a breath, become that wise part, and answer the question that Tammy or Carl just asked. And by actually moving back and forth sometimes, it causes a, a shift in our consciousness so that we mm-hmm. really find it easier to become that wise part. And the wise part answers. And then I come back to being Carl again and reflect on what that part said to me, and then maybe that elicits within me another question that I have, and mm-hmm. I ask that question, and the conversation goes back and forth just like with a, a person. And the more you do it, the more you you start to trust it. Absolutely, yes. And I've, I've done enough of this now over the years with clients and with uh, people in workshops that if you do it long enough, all of a sudden you get past the self-consciousness and you really do gain information that you have no idea where it came from, which is very useful to you, like your example that we talked about once about uh, having the image of, of uh, stroking and brushing a, a horse and how powerful that was for you when you actually did it. And, and it, it's true. It, we can tap into such incredible wisdom. We have the answers within if we take the time and just experiment with some different things. Um, there really is all kinds of ways to tap into it. And I love this about your book, the suggestions to kind of like uh, go in from this direction or that direction, working with the dreams, working with nature, just trying on different things to see how they fit and to see how, what bubbles up. And then the really fun part for me is to see how life outside of us starts to shift and transform. Yeah. And, and then I have people all the time, when I work with people and do guided meditations or inner work, they'll say, well, I think I just made that up. Mm-hmm. But then things in their lives will shift and there are these God wings and synchronicities that occur. And they say, well, maybe it was just a coincidence. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> we'll say that. But let's just keep doing the work and continue to see what happens. Be like the spiritual scientist. Try it on. See what happens. Again, there's no downside. I like that image of the spiritual scientist. You're just doing experiments. And you're seeing how they work. If the shoe fits, put it on. If it doesn't, you know, uh, it doesn't. And uh, uh, if somebody says, oh, I'm just making this up, uh, an interesting question is, well, why did you make up those particular things? So the questions elicit more questions, more, and eventually, often, more insights that all of a sudden people have that aha moment. But then they're still left left with, uh, all right, now I know something about myself or have an insight that I didn't have. How am I going to live differently from this point forward because I had that insight or that experience? That's, mm-hmm. that's another uh, question that we all have to confront. But the answers are we have many options as to how we might live differently as a result of the insight. And the other thing I love is how I feel differently. Mm, yes. It feels so differently. And there's no out there. Our feeling sense, it's, it's, in, it's an inner process. It's an inner experience. And I think you help people 
tap into that and go deeper with that. And in my experience, that's how we experience greater fulfillment and joy. Happiness isn't out there. It's an interstate. Love is an interstate. Well, you said it well. I mean, the, 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 we can be guided by those feelings. And, and if we all of a sudden feel released and, uh, and calmer or, uh, or better, uh, we'll trust that. And, and then we can go back, well, what, what, what happened? Sometimes we'll never really know. All of a sudden, it's like a gift. We just had a, a gift from spirit that makes us feel better. But sometimes we can attribute it to some of the work we've been doing. And then we want to do more of that work. If we had that experience while you're by a lake or an ocean or a river, maybe you want to be out there more frequently. And you also say we can bring nature inside our homes as well. You know, up in Idaho, sometimes it gets cold in the winter, and I don't really want to be out in the snow. What are some things we can do to bring some of the nature practices into our homes, into ourselves? Well, you can certainly have plants in your house. Oh, yes, uh, I do. <laughs> you can have uh, water features. Uh, you can have uh, nature sounds. Uh, you can have nature paintings and objects. You can have uh, stones and leaves and pine cones. Uh, so people can be creative and, and create that feeling of nature in their houses. Mm. That's true. And something I know for sure is that our subconscious mind really loves ceremony. There's things that we can do through intention and ceremony also to expand in our, um, in our wisdom and improve our health and um, really just, I think, have a more fulfilling life experience. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, I... 100% ceremony and ritual can be uh, transforming because it connects us to these transpersonal, these, I know you mentioned you do archetypal work, these, these energies that influence how we think, act, and feel that are all around us. And so we're, we're honoring them. And by so honoring, we become part of them in different ways and they become part of us. And an example of that might be a fire ceremony. So you might uh, have a fire and uh, you start to meditate on what is the medicine or the wisdom of fire. Well, fire uh, consists of wood, which consists of, uh, of being influenced by the sun, photosynthesis, and it has earth in it, and it has oxygen and nitrogen and uh, air in it, and it also has fire because there's chemical reactions in it. So fire contains all these other elements, and then when you burn it, it gets transformed once again, and it goes up to heaven, and some people think the smoke is a Going to it, it carries our prayers. So, given all these ways that we can individually uh, think about fire as a comfort, as a friend, as a, as a source of warmth and well-being, well, we might uh, have a ceremony where we say, you know, I, I want to uh, age gracefully. Uh, what do I need to uh, give up to do that? So we might blow into a stick that energy of needing to give up something so that we age more gracefully. You put that stick in the fire. And then you might have another stick that says, what do I need to gain to you know, age more gracefully? So you blow that energy of what I need to gain into it, put that stick into the fire, and the smoke carries that prayer up. And then you might say, hey, I'm, I'm part of a larger collective. Uh, I'm part of you know, humankind. What, what does humankind say? I'm part of this need to do in order for it to age more gracefully. You blow that in. So you're always kind of part of giving stuff up, you're gaining stuff, you're part of a larger picture, 
And that's a beautiful, simple ceremony that people can do. Yes, I, I love that. And, and it might seem weird or silly, but I, I love this quote in your book. When we're not bogged down by the limitations of normal awareness, we can start to perceive an unseen world of consciousness, wisdom, and energy. And I think you help people open the door to that possibility and experience well, and reality. That's my intent. And I love your intention. It's uh, From my perspective, it's a much more magical way of being. And uh, I find that a lot more fulfilling just than the, the mundane, let's watch the news kind of experience. <laughs> and, and, and to prepare ourselves for that, uh, you know, there's some neuroscience around how we do that because most of us are uh, in, in a busy world. Uh, we're in our frontal lobe, you know, our, our middle of, you know, the front of our mm-hmm. brain is kind of working and calculating and doing things, and uh, our sympathetic nervous system is engaged, but if we could somehow uh, relax a little bit and, uh, with breathing, get our brain waves to be a little less frenetic and slow down, uh, then we go into our parasympathetic nervous system where the hindbrain is working more, our immune system is... Uh, bucked up, uh, we're more open, it's more of an altered state where we're open to these synchronicities and these unseen things that we're, we're talking about. We all have the ability to shift, and I have in my books ways you can shift from this uh, sympathetic nervous system uh, drive to where the other parts of ourselves become uh, more operative. And in those states, we're more open to doing this kind of work and more available to these energies that you and I are talking about. Well, I know it's how I like to roll. Yeah. <laughs> it's how I like to roll. So there is something you talk about that is really um, wonderful in your book. Um, consider words that summarize your thoughts about aging. For some people, maybe what comes forward is um, irrelevant or unattractive or, um, I don't know, ugly or it don't matter. But we can claim different words. And for me, some that I've claimed are wisdom, deeper beauty, the light within. And I feel as I consider and claim those qualities for myself, I, I'm constantly receiving compliments from people who've known me maybe since my 20s, and they say, how can you be more beautiful now than you were in your 20s? But I think it's because I've claimed this yeah. for myself, and I've set the intentions, and I'm pretty disciplined with my practice, and it seems to be working. Well, I agree, and that's a great discovery you, you made. I think words are very important, and the words we uh, tell ourselves are very important. And uh, I think we uh, organize consciously and unconsciously around the words we tell ourselves. If you tell yourself uh, uh, you're a fail- failure or you're, uh, you're dying and you're not, uh, even if you're not dying but you're aging and you don't think you have much important life left, those words can influence the way you are in the world. Whereas if you tell yourself, as you said, I'm, I'm wiser, I'm developing a, an inner beauty and sense of relationship to people in, in, in my natural world that I never had before, those words are also very powerful, and we have choices as to what words we tell ourselves. Yeah, those intentions, they really empower and um, 
they're the fuel for our lives. Such good stuff. Yeah, in, en- in energy medicine, the, the, the notion is that uh, energy follows intent, and I believe yes. that. And so, for uh, sure. energy goes where our intent goes. Yeah, I start every day with my intentions because I think if we don't take responsibility for that, we're just kind of, you know, propelled by mass consciousness or the content or subconscious mind that we're not aware of, which tends to be fear-based. So, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. I've done that enough. Yeah. So, intentions and the words I choose, I, I recommend that for everyone, and it's it's a simple practice. Yes, it is. So, Dr. Greer, we just have a couple of minutes. So I'd love for you to do a shout-out. What's your website address? How can people get in touch with you and grab a copy of your book and get more of you? Well, my website is carlgreer.com. I'm on Facebook and Twitter. My book's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, in uh, many independent bookstores. And uh, I have blogs. Uh, People want to sign up for my uh, email uh, I, I send out blogs to people on my email list periodically about a variety of uh, life and health topics. Yes, nuggets of wisdom, thought-provoking information to help people go deeper in their connection to their own heart and soul. And I think um, everything we want really comes from that. Simple but not always easy. But you make it very accessible and a lot of fun. So Dr. Greer, Thank you so much for saying yes to another conversation with me here on Empower Radio. And to my friends, I just I just love you and I appreciate your presence so much in my life. I love being in touch with you on Facebook and Instagram and um, just emailing me. I really invite the conversation. Be in touch with me, TammyBPhD.com. Get my guide to meditation, my free ebook. And just know that you're in my heart. Meditation and prayers. I'm sending you blessings of gratitude, appreciation and great love. God bless you. Take good care of yourself onward and upward. Bye for now.